Hey everybody, this is Steve Gibson. And I'm Ryan Berger. And welcome to this week's episode of Distinctly Digital, a modern recruiting podcast. And on today's episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of putting a little bit of ad spend into your social. Shana Tova, Happy New Year. Oh, uh, yeah. Say, 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 call me off guard with that. Say that again. For uh, me. Shana Tova. Okay. A little Hebrew to start out for international listeners. Yeah, I like that. What yeah. was it? It was the Day of Atonement, right? Yesterday? Uh, yesterday was. Yeah, we're recording yeah. this on October 6th. October 5th, yesterday was Yom Kippur. So I pulled a Sandy Koufax and did not work. Well, good. Well, we're welcome back. I hope Thank you feel refreshed after the new year. Oh yeah, no. I do you make I, a resolution. Do you do you make a resolution um, for the new year? No, it's mostly just eating honeys, honey and apples, okay. uh, a little challah bread. Um, you know, a nice the, the the new year's the good times, and then you have the the day of atonement, which is just a day of thinking about all the bad things you've done and just immense amount of guilt, just <laughs> <laughs> just guilt piled on. Yeah, I mean, just a little bit more than I feel on a daily basis. Sure. Okay. Well, good. Well, good. I'm glad you're feeling refreshed, inspired, and ready to go. I, I'm uh, in it. <laughs> so we, we were actually talking before the podcast a little bit about, so we're, we are just, uh, Ryan's in St. Louis and I grew up in St. Louis and our offices are just outside of St. Louis. And so we're all Cardinals fans and uh, we were talking about the, the Albert Pujols run and, and we have another great longtime Cardinal catcher named Yadier Molina. And Ryan was telling me, that he almost, he almost got a foul ball. I, I, I was so close. So off the top too, I want to say we just hit 700 listens, there just like go. Albert Pujols hit 700 home runs. <laughs> so we're basically, um, I mean, you should, we should probably call this podcast the machine just in right, honor well, of it, him. It, you know, and to be honest, it took him like a 20 year career. Oh yeah. Um, I mean, he was, well, 2001 was when he came. I mean, I was three. Right. So <laughs> I, I would say longevity wise. I mean, we're getting there a little quicker. But, right. uh, but yeah, no, I, I almost had a foul ball. You know, I uh, it was coming right at us. We were sitting. It just cleared the the nets that they, that they have. And I was running up into it and I said, man, I got to get in front of everybody and box them out. You know, I got to I'm wide. I got to get in there. And so I, I'm running up into it and I I ran way too far into it. Where, where, where are you running from? How so far back from were you? my seat, I, I wasn't running very far. So I was in the okay. I was section 160 something, whatever. Okay. Um, seat one. So I'm right on the edge, but it goes right into like this little concrete concourse right there. Yeah. So I, I was trying to step in front of anyone who might be coming down the steps to try and get it or who was going to come out of the section with me. Yeah. And I run way up into it. And... I'm going and I'm like, I got this all day. Easy. Um, you don't realize how fast those line drives come in. <laughs> and I absolutely booted it. Um, it, came, it went right off the edge of my hand and my gut and bounced right into someone else's. Oh, your dad uh, was probably so disappointed. Well, thankfully, I was only there. actually he was I was only there with Morgan. And okay. she had a great uh, perspective on it. My fiance, Morgan, she was saying, you know, it's it's cool that we're even close enough to have gotten that opportunity. 
And on what one side, I'm saying, right? I'm saying that's great. I needed that because in my head, I'm agreeing with the guy behind me who goes, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's about five years in. So you, th- you think there's like a, uh, a TV clip we can find of this? Oh, we were probably on TV. We oh, were absolutely. Right. This we, was gotta go look. we gotta this look for the replay. I am hoping that no one ever finds the replay. Yeah, um, we need to do that. And, 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 you know, I ran up into it, too, to try and block people off. I turned around did, after. There's no one behind me. I could have waited for did it. Did you have your glove? No, I don't. I think as an adult man, you shouldn't bring a glove to the stadium. <laughs> That's something that is a hill I'm willing to die on. Yeah. Well, you know, you would have had a foul ball if you had a glove. Yeah. <laughs> But, you know, it's about it's about the story. And the guy right. was nice enough. He he uh, offered. He said, do you have kids? Which was a whole different situation for me because I, I was like, no way. I'm like a child. What do you I'm, I'm a baby having a baby? No, I'm not. I don't have kids. Did you get into this with a guy? He was just trying to have a conversation with you. No, no, no. He just offered me the bottle and then gave it to a kid. Now, the lady okay. next to us was really upset because that kid didn't have any Cardinals gear on. Oh, and yeah, she well. was like, well, he should have just given it to you. This kid doesn't care about baseball. She right. doesn't even know who Albert Pujols or Yachty or Molina are. She sounds like an awful person. The kid? I know. No, the, the, the <laughs> lady. So we had, we, we caught a foul ball last time we were oh, at the game. Of course you did. Um, so <laughs> it, it, my, we were there with my sister-in-law and my brother-in-law and she's pregnant and the ball hit near the upper deck off, uh, you know, upper deck, but middle deck, we were down mm-hmm. the lower, lower bowl and it bounced off the, a couple rails off a seat, plopped right in her lap. Oh, where, wow. Where my daughter at the time was also sitting. Um, and so, so whose foul ball is it? Is it, is it my sister-in-law's or is it my daughter's? I mean, now did, did it land kind of in your daughter's lap too? No, it landed in, in, in my sister-in-law's lap. Mm. that's a tough one because on one hand i mean you got to give it to the kid right but she's kind of got a kid in waiting so like so okay story (laughs) so i couldn't argue with that i couldn't yeah so i actually had to tell my daughter i'm like listen it's not yours it's (laughs) it's it's there and how often even as adult that's what you know i've never caught one so i'm supposed to give it away to a kid that's my thinking too. I know where you're going with this. I've never had the, this is the closest I've ever sat. I've never had an opportunity to get one. If I would have caught that, I mean, I'm like Michael Jordan, F them kids. I'm not. (laughs) No, I know. I'm not giving that kid the ball. Yeah. It's still something that you have dreamed about as you were a kid and you were a kid sometime before this moment. So I I think, right. Yeah. So I don't see how, how it always pans out that like nice guy, dull, I guess maybe most people have moved on to like more important things in life, but I haven't. Yeah. It's the thing. I don't know. It'd be tough. It'd be a tough. It'd be a tough decision. Well, and but see, it gets to a point where it's worse. I think like we're saying, and maybe it's because I hold that same point of view that that's fine. But the people that go and hunt out the foul balls that go stadium, you know, there's a guy who was going around trying to catch every, you know, pull holes a 700th and Aaron Judge is 62nd and taking right. on. That's kind of a, you know, that's where I draw a line. Good. Good. That's okay. where I draw my line. <laughs> All right. As as usual, our, our guests know to skip the first five to ten minutes of of any oh, yeah. podcast we have. Um, so, but we can get into the topic now. We we've gone through story time. We've caught up a little bit. Um, Ryan, what's the topic? The topic today 
is the value of ad spend in the social media. And I know what you're thinking, guys. You're like social media. That's free. Why do I got to pay to play? (laughs) It's a good question. And, And the truth is you don't necessarily have to pay to play, but there are some surprising statistics that you should probably know about when it comes to your organic social media. It, it, you know, Ryan, I, I, I've kicked around the, as we could discuss this topic and you sent over an outline, you know, I was like, all right, I can look over all this stuff and I can memorize it and make it look like I know it off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. But I decided I don't care. If people That's don't good. know, I don't, if, I, if they don't know, I don't know these statistics off the top of my head. If you're expecting me to know these things and not be reading something and looking at them as we discuss this, you're on the wrong show. Okay. You, you really are because we know what we're talking about, but when it comes to stats and, and uh, you know, there's a lot of things going on uh, right now. And, you know, I just didn't want to take the brain power to memorize some of these stats. So we're going to talk about them, but we're going to be reading them uh, from, from some uh, PowerPoint that actually extra presentation we gave uh, at, a, at a conference not too long ago, about actually about a half a year ago now. And then also just from some reputable sources. So um, I know I, I, we're pretty, pulling back. Uh, the veil a little bit to let you guys see behind the the curtain of the show. And, 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 you know, it's not as glamorous as, as maybe you you, you thought it was. Um, Well, I mean, it just goes back to, you know, when you're on a grind set like this, um, (laughs) 24 seven statistics, just see, I mean, there's not the space in the brain to get, cause you, you got to think about lifting weights. You got to think about getting up at 4 a.m., you got to think about grinding all the time. I mean, so really what, what spot is there for statistics? You know, how many, you know, how many books I'm reading about self-help right now? How many, how many are you reading right now? <laughs> Probably zero. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, I, I don't know the last time I read a book, but. <laughs> so I, I read books, but I never have to get to read books. And we're digressing so much, but I never get to read books <laughs> for pleasure. I always have to read them because I feel like I'm assigning myself something to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think the last book I read for pleasure was the boxcar children in like second grade. <laughs> See, I, I'm kind of the opposite way. I am. I will read something because I enjoy it. But the second it's assigned to me. I'm like, man, it's spark note sign. (laughs) Right. But it's so it's like, it's like self-assigned. It's not like no, I mean, no one's telling me to read these books. It's just, you know, it's like a good sales book. It's not that I don't enjoy reading it and learning it or a book about marketing or a book about, you know, a new theory, like, you know, we're diving into the EOS model. Uh, um, And so, you know, those are great things and they, and they, and they, they add a lot to you as a person, but, but it's still like you're signing yourself homework. Um, And so it's not like you're picking up, you know, again, little, little novel that you can sit down on the prairie, sip a tea, you know, a glass of tea, cuddle up when it's raining outside. I just described a perfect day. Ah, man. Right. Great reading weather right there. So speaking of reading. Right. Let's read some statistics. (laughs) Right. All right. So let's just we've we know we all know social media is important. Right. Okay. 80 percent of the U.S. population uh, are social media users. That's a lot of people. 80 percent. It is a lot of people. However much 80% of roughly 350 million people um, 
I can't do that off the top of my head. It's about 223 million. 223 million people. Did you just do that off the top of your head? No, I'm reading. Remember, we discussed this. Ah, man, you should have sold it. You should have told him. (laughs) Yeah. Math wizard over here. (laughs) Right. No. So and and it's all levels of education, all age groups. They're everywhere. Uh, People are just diving in Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok and YouTube, uh, Snapchat. Obviously, obviously those those demographics change across channel. Facebook tends to skew a little older LinkedIn, uh, a little more towards professional instead of uh, maybe those blue collar type roles. Um, You know, Gen Z is definitely more on TikTok, YouTube than they are on Facebook. Right in generally. Uh, so those are kind of some some quick hit demographic things. And and yeah, and, and it's fluctuating, it's changing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, even the the way that TikTok is used now, Gen Z doesn't use uh, Google as much as nope. the other generation. They use TikTok yeah, the search I mean, on, which is place, wild to think about. I mean, this water bottle right here, Morgan found these on TikTok. Through, through an ad or through a, just somebody? Uh, no, through someone just talking about their water bottle. See? And that's I mean, a way, I mean, it's, it's, it's the type of content on there and the people who are using it and the way that, I mean, people are searching there instead of on Google or uh, Bing if you're a Bing user. Right. And so, I mean, these are the things that are, our people are doing. And we know that every day we, and we've talked about this a lot on the, on, on the podcast is, you know, is one of the, the staples that we should be doing. And it shouldn't even be a question. We should be organically posting on social media uh, profiles and accounts, you know, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, you know, have a presence. Uh, you should be, be doing something on those platforms to gain visibility. That's where people it's- are. It's where people are. And, you know, kind of like we touched on in the last episode with employer branding, that's the, it's a it's a great place to establish who you are to, like we just said, 80 percent of the U.S. population. Right now. Now, this is the where where paid comes in, because you can be posting organically to those channels. And when we say an organic post, you go to LinkedIn, you click create a post, you find and create a story about, uh, you know, something that happened to you or to somebody else or something you're just completely making up and you post it. And it goes out to people that follow you and see you and you have to use your right hashtags. You may get a little bit of traction on it. Uh, and those things are great, especially from a personal profile. But when, we, when we're posting from a company page on LinkedIn or on Facebook, uh, for example, on Facebook, the average amount of reach, the average reach of an organic post is only about 5%. Mm-hmm. That means only one in 20 followers on that page sees non-promoted content. And other social media is very similar to this. You get very little reach out of actual information or organic post you're sending to your, even to your followers. So beyond your followers is very hard to get to unless it's, it's picked up with the right kind of hashtags, but even to your individuals following your page can be difficult as well. Mm-hmm. And so boosting these posts, uh, adding, creating ads, uh, ad campaigns, throwing a little ad spend behind the things that are being created organic or even for the pure purpose of, of digital campaigns on those platforms, it's a great way to reach new audiences. And it doesn't have to be a whole lot. Would you say, no, Ren? I was going to say, but, but, but Steve, I don't want to spend a lot of money. Do I have to spend a lot of money on social media? Is that another ad set I have to spend a lot of money on? I mean, it's not, you don't have to do it, but you should. Well, and I think the key there is you don't have to spend a ton. Right. Depending on the platform. I mean, you can get away 
fairly cheap depending on what type of ad spend you're doing. Yeah. Um, for instance, a great way to just try it out, um, let's say if you're on Facebook, um, is just to boost your post instead of setting up a whole campaign. You know, that's a great way to just see what sort of quick results you can get. And those can sometimes be 15, 20, 25 dollars. And it's just a quick one hit and you get out to a bigger audience. Right. And and um, and LinkedIn's, you know, they're, they're adapting with with this, you know, LinkedIn, you can now boost posts too on there specifically. So you couldn't do that from a company page before um, over the last as, as new this year. I don't know exactly when, um, but, but allows you to be a little bit more off the cuff with, uh, with uh, you know, this was a great post. I actually has some really good content in it. I just want to boost that single post versus putting together a whole campaign, which takes mm-hmm. a little bit more time to do through those platforms and usually cost a little bit more money. Um, you know, they also have a whole lot of different kind of avenues from conversation ads than to their business manager and a lot of different things display ad different things that can be done within that but just from the simplistic perspective boosting some of these posts um, can be a pretty cost effective way to start reaching new people with a piece of content that you took some time to create and and i think that last point that you were saying there too is is a great content that you've already created it doesn't have to be um like we've talked about in the past you don't have to reinvent the wheel if you've got you know if you're a good blog writer or if you've got a blog series on your site you know you can use that for your social media and then put a little bit of spend behind it to get that out there and then you're establishing yourself as a sort of thought leader someone who uh people can go to people within the industry can go to and um you know figure out what's going on in the hiring market, what sort of, uh, you know, industry analysis, whatever the blog's about. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it, it's, it's just another, it's just another opportunity that's there. And if you're creating some of this content, going through those efforts anyway, you know, putting a, a couple hundred dollars behind uh, an ad post or post to be able to get it to the right people and get it beyond your network and expand that. I mean, it, it's really not that much of an investment um that can go a long way if it's done if it's done properly within that you know and don't you know if it's like for me you guys if anyone's followed my linkedin i put up stupid memes um all the time uh, i think they're funny they make me laugh they make, and they're not all stupid some of them work on multiple levels well you know i'm deep i get that I, you know there's many layers to what i do so mm-hmm. you got like you an onion Right. Very much like an onion in every single way. Um, and so, but, but that's something that probably wouldn't make sense to completely uh, put a boost behind. Now, you know, I've, I've had some that probably would make sense, but the, here's the problem, guys. Steve Gibson can't boost it himself. It has to be done through a company page. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's something to keep in mind too. So, you know, this is about growing the organization, not just growing your individual brand as a person. So that's something to consider too, but there's going to be posts that make sense to boost. Uh, and there's going to be posts that make sense to put some ads behind. So just use your discretion on those and pick the ones that make sense. If it's a nice blog article that you wrote and put together and you spend some time, you know, you logged into Canva, you put a nice graphic behind it because you're doing all the things that we've all talked about for the last several weeks on this podcast. And you're, you're putting together a nice looking post. You're ready to make a great impression. You put it out there and only, only 49 people see it. It's a little depressing. Um, but if you put some ad spend behind that and you know, that has that content has some meat to it. It's something that has, you know, you've spent some time on your blog post. You have some good calls to action. You have, uh, some good contact lead generation forms on there. It, it's, you know, you have this in, in place. You just put that ad spend behind it and then it reaches it and expands how it gets out there. And then you're driving those people back to your site. It's, um, it's just a good way 
way to be able to expand and reach more people without having to uh, post a thousand times a day. And I think a lot of times too, you know, I, I want to stress too, this is, this is different from Google ads. Yes. Uh, and so sometimes people, when we talk about Google ads, um, can be a little scared by cost uh, and cost per click, but, but specifically with boosting, whatever you put in, uh, that's, that's the cap that's, you're going to boost it to that amount and then you're good. Right. You know, so, so you don't have to worry about spending maybe more than you wanted to, or, or going beyond whatever you budget for it. Right. And so I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to share. So here's some interesting LinkedIn statistics. This is from uh, Hootsuite, which okay. is a, a pretty reputable source. I would say so. Um, uh, so, and, and some of these aren't completely, uh, don't completely apply to what we're talking about today, but, but I do think it's important to look, look at. So LinkedIn has um, 180 million users in the U S alone. Wow. Uh, in, India came in second, close second with 81 million. Um, and 89% of B2B marketers use LinkedIn for lead generation. That's a that's a lot of people using that platform to generate um, uh, to generate new business. Um, so if if that many people are using it, it has to have some sort of benefit to it. I, I can't um, think of another in, uh, industry at all that would be using it for new business or or anything either. I can't. Yeah, I mean, um, there's one. Um, 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 oh, yeah, recruiters. Uh, oh, yeah. those ones. Yeah, I remember right. them. So, so it, it's a great resource for us. Here's an interesting stat as well. Um, LinkedIn, let's see. So ads reach about 12, 62% of the American population. So LinkedIn ads reach the world's population and of 12% of the world's population, 62% of the American population. It's pretty, that's pretty, uh, quite a bit of people there. Quite I a, mean, it's nice to know that what we're doing, you know, reaches people. And then LinkedIn <laughs> is the, primarily the spot where guys hang out, according to Pew. Uh, just a and, dude zone. Oh, yeah, just a, just, just a sausage fest. And almost 55%, <laughs> of the platform's users are male compared to 43% uh, are female. And um, let's see. Oh, in, a, in Americans, uh, in a study, according to a, a Pew study, the more money a person makes and the more education they have, the more likely they are to use that platform. Now, that one blew my mind because uh, looking at the post, I would say there's no way. Um, <laughs> Uh, yeah, we've all read those, those posts and it just, it doesn't seem like there's anything there, but just because they're educated and make more money doesn't mean they have the intellect, I guess. I was going to say a degree does not mean they're a good proofreader. <laughs> That's right. But that does mean though, if we're in an executive search firm, if we work with higher, higher level candidates and higher level positions, a lot of the people we're trying to reach are there on that platform, hiring managers who usually have a higher level of education, um, who usually make mm -hmm. more money are on that platform. And so being able to put some ad spend and get those, um, get those, uh, those messaging and the post in front of them in the right way, um, can be extremely, extremely LinkedIn can be extremely valuable platform for what we're talking about. And so I think we still just discount it as it doesn't work or, or don't explore all the avenues of it. But, uh, you know, this uh, putting some ad spend behind uh, some of those posts within your company and business page is another avenue that should really be considered. Well, I, I think what happens a lot of times is, is people feel that the ads didn't do anything to help them. 
right. because they didn't feel like they were getting more calls or they sure. didn't feel like they were um, seeing any lead generation from it. But I would say maybe you need to take a step back and take a more holistic approach to to how you measure what's working. Right. Because one ad, I guess, in theory, could create more calls. But a lot of times that one ad is part of a larger campaign that is meant to do that. So so it's like we've talked about before. It's, it's coming up with your, your strategy, coming up with your goals a little bit before deciding to put a little spend in. Right. And also, when you're looking at the results, it's not just how many calls or how many clicks did this ad get? It's, you know, okay, during the time that this ad was out, was were people coming to my site were people you know did i see an increase not just on the ad clicks but on the things that surround it that you know uh are affected by it because a lot of times people are weary when when ads come in front of them they don't want to click uh but they may do something like search for you on social media or go look at your company page and then maybe reach out from there Right. You, you look at your whole page analytics as a, as a whole. So how many more searches did you come up in? How many more visits did you have to that page? How many New more followers. clicks on other unique links? And these are all things that you should be tracking as well. Look at that, those statistics. A lot of times, I mean, I know they feel like they're vanity um, uh, statistics, but but they can be very helpful in telling you, you know, how much traction you're getting and uh, off of the efforts you're making. Um, and and Ryan, like you said, it it just it it all works together. It's mm-hmm. not just one one solution, but there is it, it's just a piece of that of that puzzle that you're putting together um, to be able to have a successful presence. And and that ad spend is something that. Uh, that is usually something that's overlooked. Most firms aren't doing this. Whereas, you know, a lot of businesses are, we see it every single day. We're all subject to these, these advertisements that are coming through that are influencing the, what we buy and how we buy it. Um, it's, it's, it's amazing about how, how much we're influenced. Um, you know, I, I see ads all the time for things that I'm looking for that, that I end up usually after enough exposure, I have bought a few things through social media ads and, um, and, you know, I, I know recruiting is different, but it's not that much different in the way that that consumers still look for a service They're Like you said, they're still looking for a service and, and none of what none of marketing as a whole and marketing for recruiters is done in a vacuum. Right. You know, so so each of these elements that we talk about, you know, each each episode, each half hour episode, whatever, you know, you listen to it, you say, OK, we're talking LinkedIn today. We're talking ad spend today. We're talking SEO today. But they all work together. And so um, I had a really great point when I was getting into this and then I just lost it, but <laughs> I, lost um, but I, I, I guess it's gone. Steve, I'm sorry. This is like the foul ball all over. You just fumbled like, it, man. This is just, I, you know, and that was right in the bread basket. This was right in the bread basket. And now there's crumbs everywhere. <laughs> wow. Is this, was this last week? When did this happen? That, that this you fumbled was, the foul this was ball? last Friday. So that's just within this within the same week. Oh yeah. And then, you know, I've been listening to more sports radio work and remote. So I just keep thinking, could have had that foul ball. 
Well, you need to go listen to some marketing podcast and you, and, and then you can say, well, I could have had that statistic. Could have had that, could have had that one great thought that would have changed someone's life right now. Someone's listening. Someone's on the other side of this microphone right now. And they were waiting for that one morsel to be given to them. That little tidbit that they, that they could sustain their life on for a little bit longer in the world of their digital presence. And now you've taken that from them because you weren't prepared. I'm sorry. That's all I can say. You know, I, I can promise to be better. I can promise to do better. Um, and I, I apologize for the way my actions affected our listeners. Good. I'm glad you're owning up to it. Um, so, but, so throw in some ad spend. Come on. Stop being well, so cheap. So I, it, <laughs> just do it. I'm quitting nickel and dying. Uh, man. It's, it's just a couple pizzas, right? Let's use that. Let's use some of those closes. You know what? It's just a couple pizzas. We, you know, for for just two cups of coffee a day. <laughs> <laughs> Take it from those kids over there in UNICEF. Yeah, they don't need that close. Put it on some ad spend. Come on. <laughs> Oh man, why? <laughs> so, so I think it's important to realize when we talk about some of this, these are, again, this is something that you can do. You can do this without us. So when we say put on some ad spend, I don't even have to take any piece of this at all whatsoever. You can set up your own credit card. You can go and and boost your own post. You um, so we're not saying this from the perspective of, of greedy uh, advertising agencies. Uh, we're saying this from the perspective of, Hey, it's something you should do for your business and for your <laughs> firm is start being more active in boosting and being, and using ad spend to get your post and get your name of your firm more visible on these different platforms where everyone is at. And that's, that's exactly it. It's, it's getting yourself out there, getting yourself in front of the audiences that you want to be in front of. Right. I mean, you're, you, you're smart. You have, you have an expertise nobody else has. You have experiences that nobody, I'm not talking about you, Ryan. I'm talking about our listeners. No, I know you're not talking about me. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, if they're on LinkedIn, we know they're smart. Right. We're right. They're highly educated and overpaid. Highly paid, I mean. Highly, highly <laughs> educated and highly, and highly paid and deservingly so. And it is something where, um, where you can start putting um, a little bit of, of traction behind what you're doing. Let people know what it is that you know, because if we can't get it to them, if we can't publish it to them in some way, shape or form, uh, they're never going to know what value that you can bring to them. And, and I, you know, it's still, it's still something important to think about. And I know that we feel like everyone knows us in our industry and we feel like everyone's already heard from us, but they haven't. Um, and wouldn't, wouldn't you love to hear more from us? From us, especially. Yeah. 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 I mean, so subscribe, just whatever. Subscribe, subscribe. Yeah, listen on all the channels, on all the all things. Yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook. We, you know, you can find our social stuff there. It's whatever, guys. You don't have to. No, if you don't want to, if you want to, you know, fumble the ball. Oh man, there was this guy today <laughs> at this conference. I was at the Naps conference, uh, and he. Well, that was, sounds like a snooze fest. Yeah, no, no, it was, it was good. Yeah, no, it was good. Um, you know. Recruiting conferences, if you don't belong to any associations um, within the industry, they're good to be a part of. You can go there. You can you can get to I'm I'm selling it hard to you, man. They're good. They're good. They're 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 great. They really are because you get to go and meet with a lot of like minded people and they go have a lot of the same experiences, especially if you're working smaller offices or solo desk. It's a great opportunity to network, be able to be inspired by others, learn a lot. These different conferences is good stuff. 
anyway, there was a guy there. I don't know his name and I wouldn't say it if I did that um, was, was doing some Sandler selling approach. And what made me think of this was our little negative approach here. Mm-hmm. So Sandler's selling system uh, is, is it, it is the, um, it is the practice of going negative uh, in a sales process. So you, you, there's a pendulum. You want to get it to swing more negative. And so that way they come back more positive, trying to, to kind of reverse your negative aspect. It's not really, it's not really like a, a reverse psychology concept. It's a lot very, very in depth. I went through it years ago, briefly. Um, they have guys that are dedicated to doing this specifically like this gentleman that was there and he was given his presentation and I don't know what the tenor of it was really. I was outside the door, but he was yelling to the point <laughs> that he was scaring people. Like the, one of the conference uh, organizers was running on the halls. Is someone yelling? Is someone yelling? <laughs> yeah, it was the guy in there. I don't know what he's doing, but it was, he sounded like he had like the worst case of Tourette's that you could oh, imagine. Man. It was wild. Um, but so anyway, I, I just reminded me of, of our, of our negative little approach that we were going with. Uh, we weren't yelling and, and scaring people. I think people enjoyed it, but uh, from the outside in it, it sounded terrifying. It, it doesn't sound enjoyable. Um, most of the time when people yell at me, um, I don't like it. I can say, I, I don't, I don't like <laughs> I, it. I, I'm not a fan of it. Um, yeah. So maybe not the presentation for me, but no. for those that enjoyed it, um, I'm glad you did. You know, maybe you caught a foul ball. I don't know. No. Do we have anything else we want to take care of today? Um, we already kind of did our little recap. Yeah. Um, did you want uh, to do a celebrity game? Or did you want to, did you want to give it a world? James Ellis just, I mean, he knocked it out of the park last time. He I did. Thought. You know what? This is like a, I don't know if we need to, you know, we've talked plenty of baseball. There's plenty of celebrities there. <laughs> okay. So just go let it lie. You just don't even want to do it. I, you know what? We can try it. You sound a little disappointed. Let me get the random celebrity generator.com random celebrity generator.com. If you guys want to play along at home. All right. Are you ready? Oh, I'm doing okay. Let's go ahead. Let's, let's try it. Let's let's. Oh. All right, Steve. <laughs> your actor or your your singer and actor is is Robert Goulet. Robert Goulet. Yes. All right. So <laughs> Robert Goulet is known for wonderful hits. Um, you know he he has a silky voice. Uh, is arguably one of the greatest singers in American history. Uh, and unfortunately, though, Robert Goulet has drifted off the scene. And it's he's dead. <laughs> and he would benefit greatly from being able to advertise a little bit more or get through not only organic posts, but also through some paid social media. You know, if he was out there within, on the TikTokers, put, that, put a little ad spin behind maybe a, a funny video of him in his casket with a song playing in the background, the kids would love it. And if it got to them, they would be excited about it and they would pick it up and it'd be a national phenomenon. He'd sell all kinds of gold re- records, make gold records again. Uh, he'd be a national name once again. And, uh, and that's Robert Goulet. I, I don't, I don't think you could have done any better with Robert Goulet. <laughs> who, who is Robert Goulet? What song does he, only, the only thing I know about Robert Goulet is the Saturday Night Live skit. With Will uh, Ferrell. Yeah. It's the only yeah. thing I know <laughs> about Robert Goulet. Well, he passed away in 2007, so he was, you know, and, and he was born in 33. I think he was a little before our time, maybe. So this is a little too soon then, this this conversation. You know, I, I'm 
Well, here, you want another one? Because the next one that popped up was Sandra Day O'Connor, the U.S. Supreme Court Justice. No, I'm not going to touch that. Um, I'm just trying to see some of the songs he wrote. Um, I'm just taking my time. Two of us. Okay. You said Robert Goulet has some hits. <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's see. Let's, I'm trying to find some of this here. You know, guys, before we get into that, let's remember to follow on social. Like we said, doing it all positive. We would love to have you there and uh, make sure to, uh, you know, like and subscribe and feel free to reach out with anything you want to hear. Um, unless it's you saying you want to hear less then don't don't reach out. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He was six feet tall. <laughs> what an what a, what a adequate height. What a nice three kids married three times. And uh, this will this will play as off, Ryan. Have a great day, everybody.